All right, folks. Trump confirms currency crash. Thank you for coming in on the late night session here tonight. I am actually going to share this one on Twitter real quick. Let everyone know we are live for the night. Little late night, 7.55 on the West Coast. Hope you guys are ready to get right on into it. We have former President Donald Trump confirming the currency crash, folks. I want to get right on into it, but I just want to say you guys can head on over to the website if you need anything, cryptocurrency, precious metals, or you want to get tapped into one of the best communities in the world when it comes to being tapped in and taking advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I am your host, Zach Rector, and it is absolutely a pleasure to fire it up. We're going right to the man himself taking the stage once again, once again. Now, I do got to say, I do have a little cold here, a little, you know, a little cough. So I'm sipping tea, got my water, almost didn't go live tonight, not feeling 100, but our country is under attack. Our currency is crashing. And I want to make sure that not only is my family going to make it through, I want to make sure that your family is going to make it through. The real ones in the chat, where are you guys at? TikTok, YouTube, where are the real ones at? Thank you so much. I appreciate everyone in this community so much. And we're going to get right on into it. Thank you so much. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. God bless you. Okay. We had to go live, guys. We had to go live. It's hitting too hard these days. So make sure you guys go to Twitter real quick while we're listening in the background. Go to Twitter. Retweet the tweet that I just put out. Keep on tweeting the tweets out. Getting the message out here. The transfer of wealth is underway. There is no denying it. And we're going to get right on into it. Talking about the man himself, Donald Trump. And you guys have it right here. Judge does not issue gag order against Trump, but makes special request. Here we go, folks. You guys know he made the appearance. We watched the show. After Tuesday's hearing for Trump's arraignment, the judge did not issue a gag order against former President Donald Trump, but directed Trump to not post anything on social media that could incite bad activities. Federal law enforcement producer Jake Gibson addressed what happened in the courtroom live on Fox News. Quote, the prosecution brought up all of the social media posts that he has put out recently, including the one where he's holding. I'm not even going to say these. And they, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. This, uh, that's not what I wanted to share with you guys. This is what I wanted to share with you guys right here. The next hearing will be in New York City on December 4th. Okay, so we're not coming back into court until the end of this year. No gag order for Trump. So he's going to be able to talk about this case the whole way through. And the show is going to continue on until the end of the year. So right there, we have confirmation that the timeline goes all the way through the end of the year. It goes all the way through next year. I mean, guys, we're living in this timeline, whether it's extended, whether it's happening faster, just all depends on your perception of this reality. Really, what matters is, are we taking advantage of this while the chaos takes place, while the distractions take place, while the timeline gets extended? Now, the next hearing isn't going to be till December. Kind of sounds like the Ripple versus the SEC lawsuit. All the world's a stage, and these actors on the world stage playing their part. Now let's continue with it. This is what's coming out, and and once again, I'm not here to get political. People say, I love all your stuff, but I hate the politics. I'm not here to play politics. I'm here to get rich, take advantage, generational wealth, no matter who's in office. 
You know, I've never, I, I never waited for Trump to give me a check. I never took a check from Trump when he opened up Pandora's box and did the PPP. My business didn't need a bailout from the government. Let's continue. For the me from the media, this is Jim Rickards. From the media, you'd think that Trump was headed straight to supermax. Meanwhile, back in the real world, the courts just ordered Stormy Daniels to pay one hundred and twenty-two thousand in damages to Trump. Hard to stay grounded these days. And it's a great point there. Hard to stay grounded these days. What are we supposed to believe, right? I think that we've all come into consensus that you're not getting the 100% truth from the mainstream media. I think we can all agree from that. You got a little narrative, you got a little agenda, you got a little twist, you got a little bit of money paying for these pundits to keep on, you know. It's like I call the Twitter and the TikTok talking heads. It's the same thing with the mainstream news. Same thing with the CNBCs. I'm not going to list off the pundits and these guys that are up there every day. What, what matters most, though, is getting to the truth so hard when we just got a web of lies here on the internet, uh, on the mainstream, the disinformation, the misinformation, what is the truth? Well, the truth is, is that Stormy uh, right now already owes half a million to Donald Trump and now 122000 for legal fees. And we got to understand what the cost of this is. Uh, this is Eric Trump tweeting, Alvin Bragg has shut down the entire city called up 38,000 New York Police Department police officers, closed down the FDR drive, and is spending an estimated $200 million. Now, I can't believe that. Okay, yeah, we're shutting things down. We got the uh, a little OT for the police officers. Well, how much is this costing? $200 million of city funds, all for a 130,000 NDA. I never thought I would see this level of corruption in the United States. Trump is, is is playing. He's playing something. He's playing something. I mean, he just got these guys to spend two hundred million dollars to put on this show. He said, "You want to put on this show? Okay, we're gonna to have to do it in prime time. Everybody's going to be expecting me. I'm gonna waltz right in, right on the red carpet, as calm and as comfortable as ever could be, and we're gonna make sure, you know, and." He's getting New York to shell out $200 million. Now, I don't know what the balance sheet looks like for New York. I know that it is one of the poorly ran states here in the union. But we have Mr. Trump confirming everything that we've been talking about here. The crash of our currency and the destruction of the world standard is underway. Let's listen in right here to former President Donald Trump chiming in in his speech today after getting back from the arraignment. He made it back to Mar-a-Lago. And you bet he took advantage of this opportunity to take the stage. Former President Donald Trump, here we go. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There will be no defeat like that. That will take us away from being even a great power. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There will be no defeat like that. You guys here. This is going to be our biggest defeat in nearly 300 years. You know, over 200 years. Our currency is crashing and we will soon no longer be the world standard. Now, of course, I had to take advantage of this. I retweeted this one out. Hashtag XRP. Hashtag gold. 
this whole conversation comes back to the debt currency liquidity crisis for me and what is the solution? What is the solution? I'm going to show you guys the precious metals breakouts already underway and it's no joke. It's no game. It's not political, guys. It's not political. Trump is finally confirming it. Are you going to be left behind though is the question here because we're moving quick. Trump says, I don't need banks. I have a lot of cash. Okay. Well, my question to you guys in the audience is what, what are you guys working with? I know I got my XRP. I know I got my silver. I know I got my, my uh, cash on hand as well. What are you guys uh, taking advantage of this opportunity right now or not? Kim.com comes in. I'm not anti-American. I'm pro-victim. 99% of Americans are victims. The 1% sold you corruption for leadership, poison for food, lies for truth, and war in the name of peace. Their greed killed millions around the world and destroyed America from the inside. I'm with you. Now, I have a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation for Kim.com. He's someone who's very critical of the United States, just like I am. And that's what made America great was the ability to criticize our government, the ability to speak freely against those that are supposed to be representing us instead of selling us out. The corruption runs deep and the rest of the world, like we have acknowledged here, Donald Trump reiterating the point tonight, our currency is crashing and we are losing our world standard and the rest of the world is laughing at us and the rest of the world doesn't care. Look at this article right here. Saudi Arabia's crown prince, MBS, says he is no longer interested in pleasing the United States. They are done. They are over it. They are walking away while we get laughed at. While we go through the internal chaos and the struggle here in the United States, the rest of the world is moving fast with the currency reset, the debt restructure. And you guys are seeing the revaluations underway. If Credit Suisse wasn't bailed out by UBS or wasn't sold to UBS, it would have gone bankrupt the next trading day. This is from Geneva Roche-Dechter. And it would have caused a global financial crisis, according to the Swiss National Bank Vice President Martin Schlegel. Did we narrowly avoid disaster? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're not done. Gergaven. The world's most shorted bank stock is TD Bank, which is Canada's second largest bank. The short position against TD Bank is bigger than that against JP Morgan, Bank of America, and Citigroup. Goldman was just fined $3 million for mistakenly marking short sales as longs. It's allowed the firm to short millions of shares while short sale circuit breakers were in effect over a period of three years three whole years that they were able to do this rigging the markets once again further confirmation so goldman breaks the rules profits and then finra issues a slap on the wrist fine of three million dollars and keeps 1.1 million for itself don't you always feel protected by our government after they do go after uh, you know someone even in this instance they're going after goldman sachs issuing them a fine and uh, they let this take place for three years, this sort of corruption and rigging. And gee, go figure. Now we start to see gold break out. We start to see silver break out. And we start to see the dollar weakened. But we're watching this one closely because we're starting to get some pivots. We're starting to get some pivot talk coming in from the central banks. Okay, folks, this is the, the big question is, is when, when are they going to pivot? Adam Back shares this. Bank of England signals earlier and faster reversal of high interest rates of course they are and here we go 
Bank of England may need to cut interest rates earlier and faster. Combine that with the Reserve Bank of Australia. At its meeting today, the board decided to leave the cash rate target unchanged at $3.60% and the interest rate on the exchange settlement balances unchanged at $3.50. Ben Reichert says, smells like a pivot. Now, we're going to have to watch the United States Federal Reserve. Jerome Powell, if they want to you know, continue to rein in inflation, I believe that they're going to have to keep the rates at these levels. Fed official today saying that they're going to have to keep the rates above 5% to rein this inflation back in. So they're still talking tough here in the United States. We'll see if they stick to it or if they pivot like these other ones. Wall Street Silver sharing this one with us. Further economic data that came out today. Job openings declining. And many of those job openings are not even real. Many jobs are regularly posted and there is zero intent to actually hire for them. When you're inside of a company, it's pretty easy to, you know, if you have any sort of idea and you have, you know, any a access, it's not a, you know, big corporation, you know, like a small business or a small operation, rather small outfit, it's it's pretty easy to see the trajectory of your business and where it's going and, and you know, am I going to have a job? And so I bring this back to the beginning last year when I put out my recession to-do list. Everybody else is in denial. We change how we calculate what a recession is and, and, and we... Um, once again, you know, had two negative quarters of GDP growth. Okay. And, and, and basically we've been sideways at best on the growth, quote unquote growth. But now the data is just coming out one point after another to reiterate what's taking place. And so back then, the first thing that I put out on my recession to-do list was make sure that we got cash flow, make sure we got income. It was income before we worry about any sort of investments. Unless you're retired and you're done when you're working days, right? Then you're just focused on managing your money. But for those of us, you know, that aren't retired yet or aren't going to be retiring anytime soon, it's all about income because we knew that the inflation was going to increase and we knew it wasn't going to be going away anytime soon. And then this is what we knew was coming. We were very worried about this. It's finally here. The jobs gone. And they're manipulating the reporting on that too. Remember, all of this economic data is manipulated. So when the data is bad, you know it's twice as bad. Right? It's like the CPI lie. They say 6%. No, it's at least double. Anything that matters, 20% plus. It's all manipulated. It's all fake. It's not reality. So job openings declining. We got the, uh, the, the, the data yesterday as well from the... Um, what was that? That was the Institute of Supply Management, uh, the producer price index. And you guys are seeing it. It's all confirming what we were so worried about and what we continue to reiterate at the very beginning. Whether you work for yourself or whether you have a job, if we don't have income, if we don't figure out how to keep bringing it in at the bare minimum, survive by making sure that we're still going to have a job, our business isn't go going away, uh, the company that we work for isn't about to fold it's all about making sure that we have that and, and at the very minimum. And then I said, we got to get it up. We got to get it up because the inflation's coming in. So it's one thing to survive, but I would try to pick up a side. I would consider ways to make a little side money, a little extra cash. You know, you want to trade crypto. You want to trade memes. I don't care what the hustle is, but you guys see me. I'm, I'm sick. I, I shouldn't be doing this show tonight. Still showing up. It's like I can't I can't even accept that I'm sick because we have so much work to do still. Eight o'clock, West Coast, late night. Gotta get it. 
almost didn't go live tonight, but we got to do it. We got to keep pushing on. And this is why. This is why. We're not in denial. We're cutting through the BS, cutting through the manipulation, cutting through the fake, phony numbers, getting to the truth. And we're tapped in on the main street, too. I talk to people in my local community. I talk to people in my Discord community. I read all your guys' comments. I'm on Twitter. all so, so I got all the way macro, local economy, all the way out to the macro. Got a real feel for it, though. And this is what I've been saying. You guys have heard me when I refer to Main Street, right? Main Street got injected with uh, Trump Trump's money from 2020 simulations, right? We opened up Pandora's box, flooded it with PPP money with... Uh, producer, remember, Steve Mnuchin, who was the Secretary of the Treasury, is one of the you know biggest executive producers in Hollywood, actually, funny enough. So as they played out and, and wrote out that script, funneling a bunch of money into Main Street, right? That's, that's part of the transfer of wealth that I talk about. You guys see that the cash is now dried up, right? The, the, the PPP money's dried up. They still haven't made anybody pay their student loan debts. You guys are saying McDonald's is about to do massive layoffs. It's not just the techies. It's not just the crypto bros that are getting beat up now. When, when McDonald's is having to cut back, you know it's bad. You know what's funny too, to me, is to see where uh, the, the wages are moving and accelerating up rapidly, especially in my area. McDonald's right now is starting out at $17 an hour for their day shift. 18 bucks an hour for their morning shift and uh, 19 bucks an hour for their night shift. 19 bucks an hour for their night shift to work at McDonald's, right? So, but it's still not enough. This is their second or third job. And this is why, once again, the unemployment numbers are looking good, right? The job numbers were looking good is because everybody was going out and trying to get their second job. As I was talking about, as I was encouraging our my community, we got to get our hustle up. Everyone went out, started a side hustle, went and got a second job, figured out how to flip something, figured out how to bring value during a recession, bring value that is always going to be needed. Because if McDonald's is having to do some layoffs, you guys know it's ugly out there. But let me continue on here, folks. We got a lot to cover. And you're starting to see it, the precious metals, folks. You guys know what you can do. Head on over to my website. We can get you precious metals shipped directly to you. Roll over the 401k. Whatever we need to do, we will get it in your hands while we still can. You guys see this situation right here for yourselves. Today, gold closed at its highest level since March of 2022 at 2,040 an ounce. Gold is just 2.5% away from making an all-time high, and prices are up nearly 13% in just one month. Here's how gold quickly became one of the world's hottest assets after years of pressure. We got a little thread here from the Kobesi letter, but this calls for a little sip of tea before we get into it. And I see we got 500 in the chat, a couple hundred in TikTok. If you guys haven't already, please smash that thumbs up for me. TikTok, if you guys can keep on tapping that screen, share the stream, and let's keep it rolling tonight, guys. It's a uh, turn up on a Tuesday. Let's get it. Appreciate you guys. Let's roll. 
Some high-level background on gold. Gold has always been seen as a safe haven asset, like bonds, which are good to own in times of uncertainty. Gold benefits from a weaker U.S. dollar, lower interest rates, and geopolitical tensions. Three key drivers over the last few years. During the pandemic in 2020, gold made fresh highs. Lockdown spread, uncertainty, recession fears grew, and the U.S. dollar tumbled. The Fed lowers rates to 0% overnight in response to the economic lockdown. The chart below shows the inverse relationship in U.S. dollars and gold so you guys can see that real quick we'll show you that chart the inverse relationship between gold and us dollars okay gold benefited tremendously from the slide in real us yields and inflation expectations were building more inflation meant a weaker us dollar and this combined with lower interest rates allowed gold to shine however as rates began rising again gold lost its appeal while inflation hit a 40-year high, a bullish factor for gold, interest rates have risen at their fastest pace in history. The U.S. dollar, the US dollar index hit its highest level since 2001 amidst the Fed rate highs. This limited any significant rally or breakout in gold prices. This stopped it along with the manipulation, as we just covered right earlier in the episode. J.P. Morgan caught rigging it once again. So what changed? It all began around a year ago with war between Russia and Ukraine. The headlines sent safe haven assets higher and gold closed above 2000 in March of 2022. In Europe's largest conflict since World War II, gold's safe haven attributes stood out. One year later, the war continues, but some interesting news has emerged. Russia announced that their gold reserves jumped by 1 million ounces last year in the face of Western sanctions. You have to consider how bold this is, folks, for both Russia and China to finally admit that they are stockpiling the gold, right? Russia announcing that their pile has grown by 1 million ounces last year, quote, in the face of Western sanctions. China has also begun buying gold, adding 102 tons to their stockpile so far this year. That's interesting. They add 102 tons so far this year. While in Q4 of 2022, they dumped over $103 billion worth of United States treasuries. On top of this, the U.S. dollar has been under significant pressure over the last few weeks. Countries like Saudi Arabia, Russia, Brazil are trading with China in Chinese yuan rather than U.S. dollars. This has pressured the dollar, which therefore supported gold. Meanwhile, in the U.S., we are dealing with a regional banking crisis. This crisis resulted in nearly $400 billion withdrawn from U.S. banks in just four weeks. Investors are searching for alternatives like Bitcoin and gold as banking system flaws have been exposed. You guys are seeing this. The monthly change in bank deposits... Check this one out, folks. 2023 bank crisis. We haven't seen anything like this. The monthly change in bank deposits. Wow. Okay. Over the last two years, the most vulnerable banks in the U.S. lost over $1 trillion in deposits, according J.P. Morgan, along with them getting caught rigging precious metals, along with them getting caught rigging trading and, and the shorts. The regional banking crisis accelerated this trend and gold bonds benefited. March 2023 marked the largest monthly deposit outflows in U.S. history. On top of this, Fed expectations shifted rapidly. Market expectations have gone from five more rate hikes to zero. 
Fed is expected to cut rates at least three times this year, despite Fed Chair Powell saying he expects no rate cuts this year. So the market's pricing this in. I don't think that they will, right? We are starting to see some of the central banks pivot, okay? I don't think that they can. I, I think that, that you, know, you know, a lot of people want them to, but it's just going to go fuel inflation once again, along with everything else that's about to fuel inflation. OPEC cut production. You guys know there's a lot here around that supply chain issues. The supply chain side of inflation hasn't gone away yet, and it's only going to get worse if we have OPEC plus cutting production on oil. To sum all this up, you have the perfect storm for gold. Geopolitical tensions, recession worries, market uncertainty, weaker U.S. dollar, banking crisis, lower interest rate expectations. Many are now calling for gold prices to rise well above 2000 And you bet. If they do pivot, you know. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen to crypto, too. It's truly, you know, you, you guys have seen what Bitcoin's done. I got to tip my hat to the Bitcoin bros. Uh, they got it up to 29K there briefly. They're holding strong. They pumped it. It's too early to tell if this is a systemic shift with a fight against the US dollar. However, I, I don't think it is. I, th I think this is confirming. I, I would you know, contradict the Kobesi letter and say that this is confirmed. It is real. It is here. The shift is underway. The train has left the station. What are you talking about? Too early to tell. This is confirmed. They're putting their money where their mouth is. However, it is clear that investors are now looking for safety and stability. The banking crisis has only added fuel to the fire. Follow the Kobesi letter and, and absolutely 100% must follow. Must follow Kobesi letter. Great, great stuff over there. Another great thread summarizing the situation. You guys see it here. Rob Keens. I ho silver. We have reached the mythical $25 silver per ounce again. I am not sure what to do with myself now. What do I do? Folks, we are here. You guys see silver back on up 25 bucks, 25 bucks now. And I know the premiums, the premiums are going crazy and the supply is getting drained. Folks, silver creates largest bullish quarterly candlestick in decades. Breakout confirmed today at US 24.92 per ounce. You guys see it right here. Let's take a look at this chart. Let's take a look at this chart right here. First Majestic shares this one. Kimball charting solution. I don't know who put out. Was this from First Majestic? Uh, I don't know whose chart this is. You guys see it though. It's so simple. It's uh, We just had the highest quarterly close ever. Ever for, for gold. This Q1 of 2023. The highest quarterly close ever for gold. And now we have the biggest one. And I think 13 years, is that what I see? Biggest one in 13 years. Our good friend Andy Sheckman chimes in here, folks, and this is what he says. Soon, gold and silver may be near impossible to get your hands on. The precious metals world is waking up. So... You guys know, Miles Franklin, CEO, Andy Sheckman. We've had him on the show a couple times. If you guys missed that last session that we just did last week, you definitely want to go back and check that one out. We talked about an accelerated reset already underway, already getting confirmed. He's someone who sells the precious metals, and you can go to our website, get in touch with us. We can help you get precious metals through Andy and Miles Franklin, okay? And he does a great job taking care of his clients, but I'm telling you right now, the premiums are going up, 
on these exchanges, right? Your spot price, 25 bucks. The premiums are going crazy and the supply is getting drained. It gets confirmed here once again. Andy said it last week on our show and here he says it tonight. Soon gold and silver may be near impossible to get your hands on. The precious metals world is waking up. And they were talking about this in the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference a few months ago. And I thought, okay, the crazy gold bugs, you know, sure enough, they're trying to, you know, pump their bags, right? No, this is real, folks. We had a 200 million ounce deficit last year, and the, the demand is growing, not only for solar, but for so many of the industries and so much of the utility and just so much of a safe haven alternative. That's what people are wanting, and that's why Bitcoin's gone up. That's why gold and silver are breaking out, and the setup is looking fantastic. Major super chat from Eric Hoover. Thank you, Eric. 20 spot. CGO tokenized gold stored in Dubai. Thoughts? Well, you know, maybe Dubai is a safe place to keep some gold. I know they're, you know, fast forward in, in, into the new world over there in Dubai. They're accelerating rapidly. They're going to be building skyscrapers to the sky um, mile long. What, what is that thing called? The... Um, I can't even think of the name. You guys know what I'm talking about though, right? The city that's like a wall that's going to go for miles and miles. Um, Neon, I think, is that is that what it is? Neon. Um, but yeah, regardless, uh, they're well, well ahead and they may be a safe spot to keep some. I don't know. For me, I like having some on hand. If you have M's in the bank account, you got to rely on somebody in the, you know, to keep it in their vault. For those of you guys that got your 401k retirement account savings, we can facilitate rolling that over as well so you don't take a penalty when you, you know, move your 401k over to make an allocation in precious metals. We can facilitate that in a way where you don't get a penalty. Um, but but once again, if you have that problem, you know, you got to trust it in somebody's vault. Um, you know, as far as Dubai, I have no, I have no comments on that. I've never heard of that, but, um, I know a lot of the crypto bros are going to Dubai. I know a lot of businesses are moving to Dubai. Um, and they're just fast forward into the new world, leaving us behind. Um, or, or, or at least for now in, in the race, as it stands right now, way ahead of us, their train has left the station for sure. And, um, I think that, yeah, I think that that, that region, I think has a lot of potential. I think that that region has a lot of potential. As far as CGO, tokenized gold, surrounded to buy, I tell you what, um, tokenized gold, okay, fantastic. I want you guys to put a, you know, embed a QR code on the pallet of gold in the vault. You guys should be able to prove to me in real time that the gold is there. I think that we need to put tokenized gold um, not only that, but we also need to like start showing people where it's at. I, I think that that's like the next step. I don't know if that's like a real utility or if that's kind of just like too costly to do. I don't even know if that's actually even possible. But I just worry about everybody saying, oh, we got tokenized gold for you. We got it in a vault over here. Just because the crypto space, I don't trust like anybody in the crypto space. You know what I'm saying? So tokenized gold all the way across the world. Probably not. Probably not for me, right? I'm not here to give you financial advice, but I appreciate the super chat, Eric. Thank you. That was massive. And Dubai is the future. Dubai is moving fast ahead. So yeah, major developments over there. The conscious cat five spot. All this BS is not experienced on the 5D and beyond. Raise your vibrations to receive higher consciousness to transcend this BS. Amen. Amen. The conscious cat. Absolutely. Let's tap in. Let's tap in. Absolutely. Now, okay, let me take, 
Why can't we transfer 401k to precious metals if I'm under 59 years old? Uh, John, you should be able to get in touch with us. We can help you. We can help you get that done. We're helping people every single day roll over the 401k, get the metal shipped directly to your house, however you want it. I like it every way. Cash on hand, cash in bank, metals in hand, metals in the vault, XRP in a few wallets. Uh, Second Amendment, God bless it. You guys know now into our cryptocurrency update. Thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. I appreciate everyone. Let's roll. Crypto update, Gary Gensler. Last week, I testified in front of the House GOP Appropriation Democrats, okay, uh, I guess, yeah, in, in front of the House about the SEC's fiscal budget for 2024. Read my full testimony below. Thank you, Gary, but we are going to skip on that, and we're going to roll on down to John Deaton's comment. I testified today before Maine's FSC that you and the SEC and other agencies are threatening not only digital asset holders, but threatening a state's right and ability to pass legislation like a bank accepting custody of crypto with 100% reserves. That is how you stay over the target. That is how you keep applying pressure. That is how you lead America in this legal battle. John Deaton is at the lead with the rest of the Ripple lawyers, with the rest of the lawyers here, fighting the good fight. And John's on it. John is on it. And he's so right, finally testifying in front of Maine's FSC today and calling out the federal government. And this is something that we've been talking about in our community for a while, is the ability for the states to force the hand of the federal government when it comes to cryptocurrency regulation. Now, another one here from John Deaton here, folks. Little Ripple versus SEC. Comments and update from John Deaton. No secondary sale of an asset has ever been found to be a security in US history. That's why XRP is a commodity. How about that, folks? No secondary sale of an asset has ever been found to be a security in U.S. history. This is from John Deaton. The debate on whether XRP as a digital currency is a security or a commodity will continually take center stage as one of the most volatile subjects in the industry at this time. In his characteristic manner, the pro-Ripple attorney John Deaton has waded into the subject again, sharing another reason why he believes the payment digital currency does not qualify to be called a security. According to the law veteran, investment in an asset or the sale thereof at the secondary market does not constitute a security. Deaton is the first source of information as it concerns the ongoing Ripple in the U.S. Excuse me in the US SEC lawsuit and is one of his latest tweets, he has described all possible scenarios that the case may trial. Taking to Twitter, his favorite social media platform, Deaton presented a four case scenario that he's expecting may be the turn of the events for the lawsuit. I'm gonna pull this up. Here we go. Here are the scenarios, folks. Imagined XRP outcomes, best outcomes, we have an outright win for Ripple with the judge smacking the SEC for gross overreach and behavior in the case. Judge Netburn has commented SEC lawyers are hypocrites, lack faithful allegiance to the law, and only care about winning the next argument. Wow, that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? Second best, 
Judge Rules Ripple offered XRP as an investment contract, aka security, early in the XRP ecosystem on a few specific instances, i.e. the brochure sent to 100 potential investors in 2014, but XRP itself is not a security and ongoing and secondary sales are not securities. And this to me is the most likely. This to me is the truth. This to me is the most likely. This scenario right here. The judge rules that Ripple offered XRP as an investment contract, aka security, early in the XRP ecosystem on a few, few specific instances, i.e. the brochure sent to 100 potential investors in 2014, i.e. the R3 contract option for 5 billion XRP, but XRP itself is not a security and ongoing and secondary sales are not securities. The third best, judge denies both the SEC and Ripple's motion for summary judgment and states that a jury must decide disputed facts and we have the status quo for another year, but the judge makes clear XRP is simply software code and that the secondary sales are not security. Now that wouldn't be too bad. She sends it to trial for Ripple, but the judge makes it clear the secondary sales are not securities and the XRP is simply software code. Now look at that. Our second and third best options give us on the secondary market clarity. Send it. That's all we need. That's a green light. That's the green light for everyone to send it. The second and the third best outcomes. The fourth best outcome. Judge grants the SEC summary judgment versus Ripple for both past and present sales of XRP as an investment contract, but the judge makes clear her ruling has nothing to do with secondary sales of XRP. Ripple appeals the case and we have the status quo for years. I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely that she grants the SEC summary judgment. I think this one's unlikely, but remember, even in this scenario, she would not be ruling on the secondary sales of XRP. And I would, I would, I would speculate if, if I'm allowed to do so, that even that would send XRP, you know, I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm not here to make any sort of predictions, but if I were to speculate, then yeah, just that news alone, the fact that she's not touching the secondary market sales would in itself be saying that XRP is not a security in all instances. That's all we need to know. That's saying it without saying it. That's telling us, send it. God bless you guys. Have fun, XRP Army. Now, we got to run through uh, the worst case. Worst case. Let's run through the worst case. John Deaton says, The judge grants summary judgment in favor of the SEC like the judge did in the library, but also makes no comment regarding the token itself or secondary sales. I would then attempt to do what I did in library at a hearing on damages regarding secondary sales. Okay. Okay, John, ready to pull the next card if, if we want to play that game. If we want to go down that path, John Deaton is waiting. I would then attempt to do what I did in the library at a hearing on damages regarding secondary sales. I've already went on record to say a few things. Judge Torres will deny the SEC's motion for summary judgment against Brad Garninghouse and Chris Larson. The most the SEC can hope for is for the judge to say it's up to a jury to decide whether the two executives were reckless. It's more likely the judge grants judgment in favor of the two executives because no reasonable jury could find them reckless and the US GAO calls XRP virtual currency in 2014. Finson said the same thing in 2015. FSOC same in 2019. MoneyGram SEC staff could own XRP until 2019. Hinman speech, etc. <laughs> There's all the points right there for you. 
But John also says, I believe Judge Torres will comment regarding secondary sales and regarding the token itself. XRP holders, amicus brief, and the 3500 affidavits are a big deal. Spend the bits, and you guys already know we had Jay from Spend the Bits on our show. Tap Jets and all the other amicus briefs are a big deal. The judge knows the public interest is at stake. If you can only pick one side to get an outright victory, nothing in the middle, you must favor Ripple. The SEC's theory in this case is just too overbroad and outstretched for an outright victory. The issue is just how deep does Judge Torres go into find specific offers and sales? As we've been saying, it's so clear. This is victory for XRP, the underlying asset, and victory for us, the secondary market, the holders, the army, the community. We're good to go, guys. There is no scenario here, right, where we're going to lose completely, where XRP itself is going to be deemed a security in every single instance. So you guys see it there. I think that this is why we were primed up. We already started to make our move for XRP. It's in its own reality. It can break out at any time. I wish that this case was over. Absolutely. I'm not here to, you know, um, you know, say anything different on the case other than I wish it was over. But we're watching the show. Okay. There's a reason why everyone's hype right now. It's because we're all waiting on the edge of our seat for the judge to rule on summary judgment. And you guys can see. No matter which way we go, it's pretty much good for the XRP community in the secondary market. If you don't package up your XRP in an investment contract, you did not make XRP a security. Or in, in, in that instance, you're not making the underlying asset a security. You're using the commodity XRP, the currency XRP, as the underlying asset in the security that you're creating. If you don't make an investment contract, if you don't meet the prongs of the Howey test, when you sell your XRP on an exchange or to a buddy, that is not a security. Never will be. And so you guys see, no matter which way this goes, it's looking great for us on the secondary market. It's ready to move. It's not saying that I'm not you know, going to deny. I'm not going to say that it's impossible for us to have a major pullback to 30 cents. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything can be played out here, right? We are in staged events as, as we're starting to see the reset, restructuring, revaluation of the whole system is underway. XRP is just one part, one act within the grander play. Now, I put out this tweet. I want to cover a couple of super chats. Crypto McDizzle, Faux Shizzle, got me on a couple bucks there. Philip Hemmerlein, another couple bucks. L-M-F-A-O. Thank you, Gary. We will skip on that. Absolutely. And this is what I said, folks. I want to show you guys this right here. I put out this tweet earlier today. If you guys aren't, make sure you guys follow me over there on Twitter. Peter Spina Gold Silver Maximalist says, The only thing gold and silver investors really need to do right now is sit back and watch. Our logic and conservative beliefs are about to be rewarded in a system filled with insanity and debt-fueled leverage speculation. The immoral system is cracking. A run to safety is ensuing. I retweet. I comment. Same for the XRP community. All we need to do is sit back and watch and enjoy the show. This SEC versus Ripple lawsuit is all coming to an end very shortly, hopefully, right? Or at least we're going to get that summary judgment. And I, you know, you look at those scenarios. They're all good for us on the secondary market. Ratha Kahneman, Ripple partner Bcash, has deepened its partnership with Huawei, 
uh, to promote financial inclusion via mobile payments platform. So this is another Ripple partner growing and expanding. Watching closely. Another one back-to-back from Rath Kahneman. A new potential Ripple user, he asks. Today, Ripple user integrator Volante partnered with Indian tech company HCL Tech to deploy solutions for instant payments. RTGS and multiple low and high value domestic and international payment methods. Why it might matter. A thread here from one of the best researchers in the XRP community, Wrath of Kahneman. He is a must follow, folks. Volante connects businesses to various payment rails, including FedNow, and very publicly offers Ripple 2. They offer an API for businesses to source send payments and very early on provided RippleNet as part of that. They've been here for a while, folks. Their new partner, HCL Tech, is an infotech company that provides, among other things, a blockchain integration platform via AWS. Notice the emphasis on interoperability. They've recently expanded from India to Romania, hiring 1,000 people. Growing. Interesting. Now with Volante, they're building centers of excellence in India and Romania to affect payments as a service and help banks modernize. Currently, they are working on multiple implementation engagements with some of the largest banks in the world. HCL Tech also seems to have some designs on tokenization. Here's an article from their website and a PDF of their tokenization product. XRPL not mentioned, but you can see the fit. So what does this have to do with Ripple? I think HCL Tech is interested in implementing RippleNet in their offerings. Their forum with Ripples and Twisel went under the radar at Davos and is interesting in retrospect. Wow. Funny how that works. Look at our good friend there, Brooke. Brooke and Twisel. That's a pretty big smile. Pretty good, uh, pretty good smile on these guys' face there in Davos. Sitting down with HCL Tech. That's interesting. See, Wrath Economy is one of the best at going back and finding all these connections, finding these documents. So now we have a large expanding tech implementer interested in tokenization, hosting Ripples and Twistle at WEF 2022, signing a significant partnership with a Ripple implementer. I think there could be a fire behind this smoke. If it's safe to speculate, folks, we might be able to connect a few dots here. I think HCL Tech is partnering with Volante with intentions for Ripple. Maybe it's just an easy marketing angle, but I imagine there are some implementations that include RippleNet access to come. There you have it, folks. Gotta love it. Another incredible thread here from Wrath of Kahneman. Now, folks, and it's important to reiterate the points. Alex D. Alex D. Vlogs. I see you, Alex. God bless you, brother. Come on, Zach. Give me a moderator status. XRP Moon now. <laughs> we already got the Timo mods. Maybe the mods are sleeping. We're on a late night session here. Almost nine o'clock here on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, huge shout out to the Super Chats there. Thank you so much, guys. But it's important to remember, guys. It's safe to speculate. We have a safe space over here, right? It's okay to connect a few dots to see one partnership leads to another, to their speaking on stage. They have big smiles on their face as they shake hands. There might be a little something cooking. <laughs> there might be a little something there. There's a reason why they have such a big uh, impact, such a big influence in India. I'm talking about Ripple. You've already seen it. You've already seen it. 
right? And the corridors are just firing up one after another. The growth just continues. And you guys see they partner up with Ripple. They partner up with a Ripple partner. They're thinking about it. They're maybe doing some pre-allocation deals behind the scenes. Oh, oh, that's too much speculation. I better stop there. Let's continue on. I got a few more to show you guys. Here we go. Emi Yoshikawa from Ripple. Going to be giving a presentation titled The Future of NFT Capabilities at the NFT New York City Conference next week let me know if you are in new york city there you go folks emmy yoshikawa she is the vp corporate strategy and operations at ripple gotta love it then we got this one another ripple insights folks they're putting out some bangers ripples uh ripples team here putting out some good stuff businesses utilizing crypto are scaling at a rapid pace and the complexities of managing multiple liquidity venues are becoming increasingly difficult ripples liquidity hub takes the comp complexity out of crypto management through a simple streamlined api now i had retweeted them actually and i said that ripples liquidity hub is the one-stop shop for any business or institution that is trying to implement or use digital assets. It's so it's so simple, folks, because this allows them with one simple API to access all of their cripples, uh, crypto, not just XRP. So this is not just XRP related, but this is enabling institutions, banks, businesses to get liquidity on all of their digital assets through one simple, easy interface. Once again, Ripple here to service, Ripple here to get it done. Many crypto businesses are scaling at a rapid pace and seeking out more than one liquidity venue to meet their business needs. With this success comes the growing pains of managing multiple liquidity venues. These businesses can surely empathize, uh, empathize with the immortal lyrics. Quote, it's like the more money we come across, the more problems we see. For companies that engage with crypto, the opportunity cost of increased business demand and expansion lies in the operational complexity associated with managing an ever-widening stable of liquidity venues for potentially price-volatile assets. This is a problem for banks, institutions, and businesses that are trying to use digital assets, right? The com complexity associated with managing an ever-widening stable of liquidity venues for potentially price volatile assets. And while crypto presents potential for businesses to improve operations, diversify balance sheets, and create new revenue streams, some companies may be hesitant to take on the additional complexity of engaging and managing crypto. Managing multiple liquidity venues. Liquidity is an important contributor to a healthy business that engages in crypto, facilitating core treasury functions, enabling growth, and protecting against risk. But in order to engage with crypto efficiently and effectively, reliable and robust liquidity venues are needed as a business that engages with crypto scales it must maintain proportionately higher levels of liquidity to optimize operations and sustain growth to satisfy this demand avoid disruptions and optimize pricing businesses will often tap multiple exchanges or marketplaces to build liquidity yet each liquidity venue is dynamic with constantly changing levels of liquidity volume and varying rules of engagement as businesses activate more of them the complexity of managing their assets across all of these liquidity venues can become onerous 
Leveraging crypto for business operations. Companies are increasingly leveraging crypto to improve business operations, decreasing merchant settlement times, diversifying asset balance sheets, and using crypto for payments. For example, stablecoins are being leveraged to settle payments with merchants 24-7, 365, as crypto is not confined to bank hours. Some enterprises are also looking to hold a breadth of assets on their balance sheet for diversification purposes. That's called reserve currency, folks. You might want a little XRP on the balance sheet, not financial advice, but this is what we're talking about. There's no other reason why you hold it on your balance sheet for diversification purposes. And remember, some of these companies are sitting on billions and billions of cash. They have a serious problem with their balance sheet. Accepting crypto as a method of payment has also helped companies generate additional revenue by attracting a new customer base and enhancing their reputation for innovation. Choosing a crypto liquidity provider. For many businesses, choosing the right liquidity provider is a paramount, is paramount to optimizing for price, particularly for large volume transactions. The wide range of crypto exchanges, their respective engagement requires and uh, requirements and varying stages of maturity and sophistication can make this process complex and overwhelming, even for crypto savvy businesses. Similar to fiat liquidity venues, crypto exchanges requirements can be onerous. For example, limits on large capital withdrawals necessitate accurate and complex forecasting and order prediction, a requirement that is magnified for global organizations. This often requires hiring and managing an expert or dedicated team. Many crypto exchanges also require that customers pre-fund accounts ahead of crypto purchase. This can lead to a large capital commitments, which tie up funds that could be used in other areas of the organization. Crypto payment service providers may be forced to go along crypto assets when in reality, crypto PSP should only act as the middleman, not an exchange or brokerage. Similarly, the cost of withdrawals can be high for crypto PSPs and result in unexpected variations in price depending on the fiat pair. And unfortunately, many exchanges do not optimize for payouts to different countries. Poor management of capital and risk requirements can lead to significant operational costs and challenges. Centralizing crypto assets in a single location may reduce expenses but increase risk exposure. Conversely, distributing that risk across multiple crypto liquidity providers can enhance risk management but may also result in added administrative complexity and higher costs. Now, all those problems, where is the solution? Let me take a sip of tea here. Supercharging Crypto with Liquidity Hub. Designed with enterprise crypto needs in mind, Liquidity Hub leverages Ripple's deep background in crypto, finance, and cross-border payments to make crypto management efficient for every business through a simple, streamlined API. By connecting the Liquidity Hub, customers can access a diverse range of liquidity sources without the requirement of capital-intensive pre-funding. The, product, uh, the product uses smart order routing to source digital assets that optimize prices from a number of venues like market makers, exchanges, and OTC desks. This enables businesses with high volume transaction needs, such as treasury management, to realize significant savings. What this does, folks, is it finds the best liquidity, the smart order routing. Additionally, via Ripple suite of products, businesses can access optimized global payouts into over 30 plus jurisdictions, off-ramping their fiat in an efficient manner. Ultimately, Ripple's liquidity hub lowers the cost of liquidity for customers, maximizing the advantages offered by crypto absent the management headache. This solution truly simplifies crypto liquidity management for businesses. While the world goes through 
the greatest liquidity crisis we've ever seen in U.S. banking history. Ripple shows up. Nice little presentation here. A new Ripple Insights on their on on the liquidity hub that they put out. I think what was that? It was like two years ago now. It's been a while. Maybe it was just last year. I think it's been like two years now though that they've had the liquidity hub out. And when we saw this, we said, okay, okay, because this is about servicing banks, financial institutions, and businesses in all of their digital asset needs and finding them the best liquidity, sourcing them the best liquidity every single time. So critical in one streamlined API, making it so simple. It's just like when David Schwartz said, we can allow central banks to build a CBDC on the XRP ledger in one day. Now think about that, folks, because recently there's been all this debate on whether or not, uh, basically, CBDCs are gonna be built on the XRP ledger. There's all this debate. Meanwhile, there's already two CBDCs built on the XRP ledger. It's like people forget about that. But people forget that David already said that they had the ability to help central banks build a CBDC on the XRPL in one day. I don't know how long it takes if you do it outside of the XRP ledger, but he said on the XRP ledger one day. So let's just silence that little debate, that confusion. Let's provide that clarity. Go back in our catalog here. Go back in our red folder. Whatever folder you're keeping all your all your research in regards to this topic. Let's go back and let David Schwartz correct everyone and the discussion and the confusion. If a central bank wants to build a CBDC on the XRP ledger, we can get it done in one day for you. Now with the liquidity hub, doesn't matter who you are. You got a business, big or small. You got a bank. You got a central bank. We can source you the best liquidity every single time. And we can actually streamline this in one simple API for accessing all of your digital asset needs. NFTs, Bitcoin, XRP, XLM, you name it. Doesn't matter, right? The best liquidity every single time while the rest of the world falling apart in the liquidity crisis, the accelerated reset, we started out by talking about how even Trump now is confirming the crash of the dollar, and he's saying that we're going to lose our world standard. Once again, we come back to what is the solution? For me, it is gold, it is silver, it is other commodities with utility, and it is crypto commodities like XRP with utility. It's so simple. And so we just keep stacking it, we sit back and we enjoy the show. Now, folks, I'm going to wrap this one up tonight after we take a quick look at the crypto markets for you guys real quick. Let's pull it up. 28,500. We're back up 2% right now on the 24 hour. Uh, 28.5 for your Bitcoin. 19.11 for your Ethereum. Back above 1900. And we have XRP up to 50 cents. 50 cents for our XRP, okay? Now let's take a look here at the chart real quick. Here we go. Crypto McDizzle, faux shizzle. Thank you for the super chat once again. Do I think that 50 cents is the new floor plot? floor price for xrp well i mean you can see right here on the chart we went below 50 cents here briefly we, we definitely went below 50 cents here briefly but you know very good support here and you know like i said even if we clear back out to 30 cents for xrp that's all fine you know not going to lose any sleep at night 
got cash on the sidelines ready to buy that dip. And um, you guys are starting to see the breakout already has occurred here for Bitcoin, for XRP, for gold, for silver. And like I said, um, God bless the folks that think that Bitcoin's the answer. That's fine. I'm here for a level playing field. I think the XRP is the answer. I think that Ripple's a, a crypto company that means business. I think that they've already done deals and partnerships that are going to take XRP into a whole new reality. I think we're just waiting for those deals to get announced. As John Deaton said, though, in most of these scenarios that we're waiting on for the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit, it's all good for secondary market. It's all good for us on the secondary market, the XRP holders, the XRP army. Guys, just sit back relax, enjoy the show, cut through all the distractions, Trump taking the stage once again. The question remains, are you bringing it in every month? Our cash flow, our income, our business, are you growing? Are we getting more? How are we going to feed our family? From there, I'm looking at commodities. And the commodities that I'm looking at, the biggest opportunities for me, not financial advice, seem to be the crypto commodities because they have the biggest chance of gains that are just going to melt faces. That sounds like a good time to me. You know, it's going to be pretty crazy, I think. Upon breakout, XRP, I think, is one of those that's just going to make the rest of the space look silly. And then you're starting to see gold and silver breakout too. So for me, like I said, right here, I got my 10 ounces. I got my one ounces. And we just keep stacking while we can get it. We just keep stacking. Get in touch with us. It's all over at my website. Appreciate everyone for joining me tonight, okay? And just a quick reminder, we fired up the, the deal that we were running earlier this year. We're going to do it again. If you sign up for one year of the Patreon membership, okay, one year gets you a free 30-minute one-on-one session with myself. I would love to sit down with you. We can talk about anything from life to your investments to your real estate, your business. Let's sit down. Let's have a session for 30 minutes. It's going to be free at no additional charge when you sign up for a one-year membership. And also, when you sign up for one year, I think you get 15 or 16% off your membership as well. So you get savings and you're going to get a little bit of extra value there, a little bit one-on-one -on -one session with yours truly. It's been a pleasure here tonight, folks. I apologize not thinking as clearly, probably not as fresh and as clean for you guys in tonight's presentation, but I got a little little cold, little cough, and we're sipping tea, we're sipping water, and uh, we're just not stopping for nothing, folks. There's, there's just nothing that can stop what is coming. It's uh, here for everyone to see, mainstream media admitting, and I just know, you know, we're on the train, we have left the station, and there's still time for some people to jump aboard. Like, we're, we're moving, we're heading, we're already moving, and they're running behind, they got their little bags, they're trying to catch up to us, they're trying to jump on the train too, and we're going to be able to catch a few of them. There's a few people we're going to be able to pull back up and take with us to paradise, take with us through to the other side. But like I said in last night's episode, the window is tightening. The window, the gap here, the, the timeline is shortening. And so let's make sure we take advantage of this opportunity. Everything is over at my website, guys. On the way out, please do your boy a favor. Smash the thumbs up. Spread this message far and wide. And I will see you guys tomorrow in the next one, okay? Thank you, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.